And welcome to episode 7 of the Forever Fangirls podcast. This is a safe space where we can discuss anything we fangirl about from books, TV, film, video games. Well, that's more Kimberly. Mm. But everything in between, really. So just so you know whose voice is whose, I'm Sheila Amato, and you can find me at Forever Fan Pod on Twitter. And I am the gamer of the two of us, Kimberly Amato at Kimberly Amato on Twitter. Why do you say it that way? Say it like what? Twitter. Twitter. Like, well, I was dragging it out. It's all like cool, like Twitter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we are your hosts, and we're glad you can join us. And we are going to be jumping right into this episode, because we really need to start discussing that season finale. Like, what season finale? The season finale. The season finale? There, there's so many season finales. I know. A lot of season finales came early this year. But we are going to jump in into it, so we're going to start our trivia question right away. So, <clears throat> are you ready? I was born ready. Okay, yeah. (laughs) In Killing Eve, the BBC tagline is about two women who go head-to-head in an epic game of cat and mouse. What are the lead actresses Sandra O's and Jodie Comer's Zodiac signs? Ooh. Ooh, I know, I know, I know. Okay. Why do you know? How do you know? Did you look it up? No, you told me. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yes, you did. That's why I know. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, yes, Killing Eve. My mind is still pondering that ending. But before we get into our in-depth discussion, we should really have our standard banter here because, well, spoilers, redhead. What? Spoilers, redhead. Really? I, I come up with a pop culture reference and you don't get it? Oh, I get it. It's just, you know, I might be the queen of the world, but this isn't the Titanic. It's Killing Eve. Well, you're the queen of my world, but, you know, I just thought it, it fit in my head. You are so adorable. I love you. Mm-hmm. But we are going to be um, really jumping in deep into the season. So if you haven't seen season three or season two or season one, Literally, just pause us, like we say during all of our episodes where we try to discuss things. Pause, stop. You know, spoilers, right ahead. <laughs> download it and play it later. Whatever you want to do, as long as you don't uh, listen. If you don't care, feel free to listen to, you know. I mean, we're just giving you a heads up. We don't want to spoil you. So your banter music starts now. Hi, there you go with that voice again. I love that voice. So anyway, you know what's running through my head right now? All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am just going to read verbatim what my wife wrote down for me because happy wife, happy life. Come on. It's fun. Happy wife, happy life. Quote, well, whatever it is, it must be tired. Ha 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 ha. End quote. Really? You're not working with me here. It was funny. I, I, okay. Let me try that again. Okay, I can do this. <clears throat> so what were you thinking about, darling? Really? You have to do it in a British accent now? Well, I figure if we're talking about killing Eve, I can do a really horrible British accent. Oh, ask my you goodness. some questions. You know what? I'm not going to tell you, though. Would you like some tea and crumpets? Do you even know what a crumpet is? I have no idea, Rach. Let me know what a crumpet is. Oh, my goodness. I'm calling him my backup here. Hi. Anyway. I've got backup. I was thinking about Tom and Jerry. 
Why you know, are you cartoon. thinking of Tom and Jerry? Well, because you were talking about the tagline from BBC and, the, you know, it's the cat and mouse game. Uh, so I was thinking about Tom and Jerry. Cat and mouse. That works. You know, that's definitely how it started. But that's all I'm going to say until the music ends because I don't want to spoil anybody. Ask and ye shall receive because I edited this that way. The music has ended. Mm-hmm. You have gotten your wish. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Would you like to roll the dice and see what chamber you go in? No. Go ahead. You don't understand my reference. I have no idea what your reference is, no. Neither do I, just board gaming. All right, so this is your banter timeout. All right, we are done. We are going into the good, the bad, the cute, the unicorn poop of Killing Eve. So if you don't want to hear anything, last warning. All right, so the cute. I have three words for you. Just three. Do you know what they are? No. What? You ready? I was born ready. I told you that. I don't know if you can handle this, though, because this is like microphone dropping, mm-hmm. like massive good. Mm-hmm. Ready? Mm-hmm. Sandra, Jody, Fiona. Really? Fiona. Her name just screams to like say it like that, you know? Ay, ay, ay. I assume you're talking about their acting in the series. Yes, of course I am. Okay. Yes. And I agree with you. They are phenomenal actors who portrayed very strong and very complex female characters, which always leads to interesting storylines, right? For example, Villanelle, right? You don't underestimate a beautiful face who can, in a second, just drive a ice pick down your eyeball. That hurt, too. If you, I mean, he's dead, but that character, well, that, that season two, like I was cringing at the just the feeling of that idea, yes, you know? that's the point. It's like, yeah. ah! Okay. Yeah, no, I I agree that they turn their back on her and she's just... And then just, you're done. And then for Eve, you know, she's she was the quiet MI5 agent, but she had a smart and sharp mind that she could just... She could just profile an evasive serial killer in like five minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then Carolyn, you know, uh, yes, she is a supporting character, but... You can't underestimate her strategic and calculating mind. You know, she's the head of MI6. And she, at least to me, she seemed like she was always five steps ahead, although it didn't seem like it at times. Mm-hmm. She, well, I think that's because the writing doesn't, it's so good that it doesn't necessarily give you that view. Like we always knew who Villanelle was mm-hmm. from season one, but like the audience the other side of the audience, you know, the other characters didn't really know. Right. So I guess that those are the things that we were never shown. Right. But the fact that, you know, especially in season three, you really could tell that she was, she was ahead. She knew exactly what was going on, but she had to let everything play out a little bit before she got to where she got. Does that make sense? It does. But it was also um, watching Fiona play her, where she had to like completely shut down with the loss of her son, her son, mm-hmm. you know, so you have this whole heaviness on top of her and yet she's still 10 steps ahead. Right. Well, I said five, but you know, well, you get the point, you know, like you said, she's, she's ahead of it and it, to, to write it that way and to be able to portray that is, is I think, and I agree with you. It's a, it's a really awesome, good. Yeah. And you know, these roles are usually reserved for male characters, mm-hmm. but you know, they're female characters, and it gives a twist to that usual spy, spy thriller series. I can't say that word, spy thriller series. You want to say that blah, three blah, times blah, fast? Blah, blah, blah. No. 
was that? <laughs> a reference to a 5A bonus episode. You're talking about mushrooms? Yes, mushrooms. Anyway. I can't believe I remembered that. Um, so another bonus for me, or good for me, was um, the sequences of Villanelle meeting her family. Mm. Because she had always, if I remember correctly, uh, assumed her family was dead. And I think so, yeah. All of a sudden they're alive and Eve has ignited this thing in her that makes her want to know her family and want to get involved with them. Mm-hmm. And this entire time I've been wondering if is Villanelle really, really evil or is it the family that made her that way? You know, you never know. It's the nature versus nurture argument. It's, mm-hmm. it's, there's never a right answer, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. So I've, I've been paying attention to that. And then when they showed her with her family and her mother is almost like a spitting, I don't want to say spitting image because they're, they're not physically the same, but spitting image in the sense of how they act. Their psyche, you mean? Yeah. They're very, very similar personalities. They're very similar in, in how uh, they handle themselves. Mm. And it's almost as if they brought Villanelle to a different level when um, they removed or Villanelle removed the whole family from the equation with the exception of the two that actually cared about her for right. her. Did you feel though that like her mother was more sinister? Yeah. Like okay. her mother like her mother took true pleasure in things, especially in in some way also transferring what she thought of herself onto her daughter. Mm. Like when Villanelle turned around with the blood in her eyes and she was like, Ooh. Mm. and the mother's like, you know, it's never been funny. You're you're a sick child. You need yeah. to leave the house. It was like, my life was perfect without you. You were the problem. We got rid of you. And the problem has always, I think, been in her too. And having her daughter be the same as her as a reflection, people don't want to have that reflection. Right. They can't handle it. Yeah. So she blamed Villanelle. Villanelle left. She could handle whatever she could handle. And when Villanelle just looks up at her and goes, hmm, I think I have to kill you. Yeah. It's like you knew that one of it, this, they cannot occupy the same space. Yeah. And on the train back, it was portrayed the way it was written. And this is why it's, it's such a big good for me because the way they've developed that section about how she killed, why she killed. And it felt like she was always, ki- in my opinion, it felt like she was always killing her mother. And now all of a sudden her mother's not there. What does she kill for? Right. And I love that, that, that development. I love that whole section. Right. That train scene at least to me, that was the only time that Villanelle just broke that fourth plane. Mm-hmm. Like she looked straight into the camera like, okay, this is a pivotal moment. Remember this moment while she was doing her thing. It you know? felt like a break, right? Yeah. Like she was having some kind of break. Yeah. And it was so well done, because especially because she's also in that jumpsuit her mom made her. Oh, I know. It was like the last, it's that last vestige of her past. Mm-hmm. She was taking it with her, and then that was it. And she was she was writing a new chapter. The mm-hmm. book closed. What's the next book? Yeah. And I like the way that was done. Yeah. I I really do very much enjoy the way they, the way they wove that character storyline and then the portrayal of it and how the other characters were interwoven. It's just I like that a great deal. Yeah. The the other interesting to me was the fact that I did not know this. I don't know if you did, but apparently the the showrunners for each season was a different or is a different um, head writer. 
I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I just I saw that as I was reading through some. Is other that a things. deliberate? Apparently, it is a deliberate thing, and you know the fact that they are doing that. I think is a good thing because it does give the opportunity to other female writers to actually inject their own twist into the story, right? They have the foundation, but it's good to have a different perspective to see, you know, where could these characters go? Yeah, no, that, I did not know that. Yeah. That's interesting. But that also, that explains a little bit of um, some reviews I read. Oh, I don't read reviews. I see when I can't sleep. I don't want to. I, I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, well, when you can't sleep, you get spoiled. You read recaps. You read reviews of episodes because that's what you just do when you're. And see, that's why you spoil me. And that's why I'm like, no, don't do that. And that is why we have a spoiler break in every podcast. <laughs> but th- there were several people, and I didn't understand why that were discussing how the different views of season one, season two, and season three mm. um, were were difficult for them, and how they felt certain things fell to the wayside. Now it, it makes a little more sense that their opinion is because there are three different views. I don't agree with them. Um, I like, like you said, you, you don't agree with the critics. I, I don't mean. agree with the critics. No, I, I believe that having a new perspective and, and opening the doors for multiple people to get a chance is, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But what they said makes sense now reading it again mm-hmm. or thinking about it mm-hmm. because, oh, okay. So they, they felt that maybe something had fallen to the wayside or something had been quote unquote lacking. Mm-hmm. But so that that's their bad. Um, like I said, I, d- I don't agree with their reviewers. Okay. So, for you, what do you think the bad was? So, for me, it seems like... So, we had the character development of Villanelle, right? Mm-hmm. And that was very good. And I, I read this somewhere, and it made it made perfect sense to me. And it was something that I was thinking, but couldn't write quite solidify in my mind. There wasn't as much development for Eve in this season, right? Mm. She was shot at the end of season two, right? Yep. She almost died. Yep. And she went into... A, a deep depression. A deep depression, right. She she basically just crawled away from everything except from her husband. She was trying to rekindle something with her husband who didn't mm-hmm. want her anymore or the situation anymore. What was it that he had the, the robot computer say to her in the hospital? Forever. I know it's like really sad, but I couldn't stop laughing at that scene. Well, you know, he 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 had had enough. Yeah, right. With good reason. Uh, yeah, pitchfork to the throat. Hello. Yep. But you know, other than that, it it like it it was almost like she was trying to find herself, but it wasn't really at the forefront. It wasn't as interesting as the storyline for Villanelle, Mm. right? Like you were saying, her family and and finding and and learning about her backstory. We still don't quite know the whole backstory for Eve. Like we knew she started at MI5 before she got recruited for for MI6. Yeah. Right? She was married. She had a house, the whole white picket fence, that whole jazz. Yeah. But before then, we we don't know. Mm -hmm. So it, it would be nice maybe for season four to see where to see where she came from but then you know the ending of season three where they were on the bridge i don't know how that would work 
Do you have any other bad? Because otherwise, that kind of is a great segue into the cute. Into the cute, yes. Well, okay. that that was that was my that was the only bad that I could think of. So yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree. There wasn't an overwhelming a lot of bad. I really feel that we keep reviewing things that don't have a lot of bad. Well, I mean, there there were slow spots, yeah, right, to the storyline. But with, I mean, the bitter pill people weren't overly developed. Yeah, I mean, they were a replacement for MI6. Yeah, but right? I mean, there's nothing, it wasn't like there was something that jumped out at me and went, oh my God, this is horrible. No, no. So, the cute, the go cute. for it. Okay, so for me, the the scene that really struck out, struck out? Stuck out, sorry. Struck out. We don't have baseball going on right no. now, dear. No, no, we don't. Um, the scene that stuck out to me was... Remember that scene where she was in the teddy bear store? Yes. So, you know, she was there <laughs> sticking out like a sore thumb, not knowing what the hell she was doing in there mm-hmm. until someone said, would you like to have a, a voice teddy bear thingy, right? A recording. A recording. Yeah, something right? like that. And so, you know, she gravitated to that and like, all right, so what is she going to tell Eve? At first she says, I wish I'd shot you in the head. And then she changed it to, I wish I shot you in the head and watched you die. <laughs> and she said it with like such like vigorous like. Right. But you could see that every time she said that, she really didn't mean it. So then by the third time that she recorded it, she actually said something to the effect of, I can't stop thinking about you. And then what would right? the teddy bear actually say? And then the, the teddy bear, what, when we finally see Eve with it, uh-huh. the teddy bear says, you wish I was there with you or something to that effect. You wish I was here? You wish I was here. It highlighted the fact that there was still an attraction there, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you just, you just kind of have to give in. You, can, you just can't, you can't keep fighting it. No. It's sometimes when you look at me with those blue puppy dog eyes. Like, I do not have blue puppy dog eyes. Yes, you do. Especially if you want my chocolate. Okay, look. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, if, if, wink, right? nudge, nudge to who? No. Yeah. You're cho- you want chocolate. Oh, you're so cute. You are. You're adorable and I love you. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. So my cute. Mm-hmm. The bridge scene. Yeah. See, that's still, I'm still processing that in my head. Okay. Well, why I think it's cute. Um, it felt like we got more in however long that scene was than we've gotten in other series where they have a supporting character who's queer and like mm. openly queer. Okay. Um, we got more emotion. We got more um, attention. We got more feeling. And it just, I mean, they're willing to leave each other. They're willing to part ways. They're willing to do that to help themselves and help one another because they care enough about each other. They can walk away. Right. That it had I mean, it, more it, honesty. Yeah, and Eve even said, when I think about my future, I think of all I see is your face. Right. You know, so she's really finally to the point where she really realizes that Villanelle is who she wants to be with. Again, I'm making assumptions here, but mm. that's how it seemed. And then you've got Villanelle, who I believe feels the same way about Eve because they each light a fire in each other. But they're they said willing, so at much in the yeah they did yeah. you know she's like the the bad side of me wanted you to and mm-hmm. and all this other stuff but it, they go back to back and then they walk away and then they do that slow turn 
that like mm. romantic movie thing. So if we weren't dealing with an assassin <laughs> and, <laughs> know, and right? you know, um, if we, we would probably be looking at it very differently, but they also, we don't know what happens in season four. Right. So this could be like where they turn around right before they get arrested. You know, it could, yeah. it could be anything. Right. But even still the performance and the way they do that and the way they work and the writing and the way it was shot and the amount of respect it was given. We got more in those few moments than we've gotten on an entire season of a television show that right. shall remain nameless. Well, yeah. And the thing that kept that I kept thinking about was, you know, they're on a bridge at a crossroads. Mm. And you just don't know which way they're going to go. I hope they end up together because that's the the ideal side, you know? Yeah. But they tried that and, well, they end up almost killing each other. So I don't well, know if that's going to happen. Did they also try to kill each other because they were at different points in their life and all of a sudden they're actually where they're supposed to be? You know what I mean? Right. It's like they were, they've always been, like you said, they were at a crossroads, but they've always been on these two different paths that really, you know, two different lanes mm. that never really intersected. And all of a sudden they're intersecting. Yeah. And that's the bridge they're on. So is it that they were never meant to be together or is it that the paths needed time to find their actual mutual crossing point? Yeah. Like the, the scene of the dance floor mm -hmm. where Eve was saying, you know, I don't want that anymore. And at first I didn't understand, like, there, I don't know what was going on, but I missed some of that dialogue. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, oh, they're talking about what do they want for themselves, for their future. Mm -hmm. And Eve finally admitted to Villanelle, and maybe to herself, that, yeah, she was, she was trying to go back to a life that she really didn't want, and now admits, I don't want that life. And Villanelle's done the same thing. Right. I mean, she's now killed her family and all of a sudden they're, you know, Dasha's teasing her going, you, you, they've recruited, recruited a dud. It's mm. not that she's a dud. It's just the reason she's grown. She's, she's grown. But I also evolved. think she's been killing her mom for so long. Right. And now it's done. She actually physically removed her and got the revenge out. So what's, what's the next? impetus to kill? Right. And it's not that she can't. You know, Dasha's wrong. She's not a dud. She did kill that other assassin who came to bring her in. But the reason behind it was her safety, because the 12, now 11, will come after her. Mm -hmm. But it was also to protect Eve. Right. It's a different... She has a different reason now for doing what she's doing. Yeah. So... I'm I'm intrigued to see what they'll do with season four. I really hope that they don't just like all of a sudden like they're at the end of the bridge and all of a sudden they get arrested or they get shot. Well, I don't think they kill them because you know that well, would, they can't. That would be a really short season four. Exactly. <laughs> but it's a good thing that we do have a season four because then hopefully some of these questions will be answered. Yeah, and you know what? Even if they ended it, and I know it's not a popular opinion, but even if they ended it right now, it would be somewhat okay because. It's that weird open ending where they're turning around and looking at each other and you can, in your mind, just go, okay, they're together and you're okay with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like all of a sudden Eve's laying in a puddle of blood on the bottom and you're like, no. Right, right. So, yeah, I, I okay, that's my cute. I'm going to stop talking now. So, that's our discussion. What do you, our listening audience, think about Killing Eve and the way season three ended? Drop us a line at Forever Fan Pod to continue the discussion there. Okie dokie. Trivia question answer time. Okay. Are you ready for the trivia question answer? 
Are you going to say the trivia question again? Oh, I'm supposed to? To remind everybody what it was. Well, you usually do the trivia. Okay, since you usually do the trivia, I'm not fully prepared for this. Yes, but you started it, so now you have to finish it. Okay. Yes, dear. Okay. uh, Sandra O, Jody Cormer, what are their zodiac signs? Really? What? That's like the shortened version. I I don't have it in front of me. Are you? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. Go ahead. All right. um, So... Again, Sandra O, Jody Comer, what are their zodiac signs? Jody Comer is a Pisces, and Sandra O is. Wait for it. What is that? This is a huge grin. Wait for it. Uh huh. Why? Because Sandra O mm. is born under the zodiac sign of a Cancer Crab. Like me. Mm hmm. Cancerians unite, better yet, Pisces. Two cancers. Water signs for the win. Mm-hmm. You know what I say to that? What do you say to that? Crabs are yummy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Crabs are yummy. <sighs> Chocolate's yummy. I don't understand the reference. I just, don't. Just don't. You know what? Crabs are yummy. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I'm going to snort. I have to stop this conversation. <laughs> I'm just... Don't snort. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. Do it. No. (laughs) No. Oh, boy. (sighs) Come on. Throw me a bone here. Why am I throwing you a bone? Or a piece of cheese. Cheese? Yeah. How are we on food when we're talking about killing Eve? Because we're cheesy. (laughs) (laughs) You're cracking yourself up. I am. Oh. oh my lord! Okay, you know what? I have to end this episode because <laughs> I, I I don't know what's happened. Um, before the show goes off the rails, we, we really want to thank you for tuning in and for listening to us for this lovely episode discussing Killing Eve. If you do have a second, please hit the little subscribe button in your uh, window or wherever you're listening to this and leave us a rating or a review and tell us how we are doing, what we can improve on, or what you want to hear more about. And I am going to drop off now and hope that my wife has... Are you good? Can you... I'm good. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> you sure? I really want crab now. Oh, it, no. No? No. Oh, all right. Oh, wait, before we forget. What? For those of you who listened to our last episode where we interviewed Holly Weinbarger, we wanted to remind you that next week is QFX CloudCon. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes. Forever Fangirls is a proud partner of this first and only online pop culture convention for the queer community. That is true. If you haven't been following QFX CloudCon on Twitter, you should. Mm -hmm. But until then, go to the QFXCloudCon.com website to find the schedules, the guests, the full programming for the convention, which does run from Monday, June 22nd to Monday, June 29th. I'm going to let you know all tickets have gone on sale for the guests they have announced thus far. So you're going to want to go to Tixer for your absentee autographs, your one-on-one meet and greets and videograms. We're going to have that link in our show notes page. Yes. And we are mentioning QFX CloudCon with this episode because, well, other than the fact that, you know, it's right before the convention, there will be a Killing Eve roundtable. Ooh. Yes. Uh, But just to clarify... Um, 
none of the Killing Eve staff will be there. <laughs> that is smart to clarify that, yes. Uh, yes, it is a fan-led discussion panel that I plan on attending because, well, I like the show, and I am looking forward to that discussion. So you're not going to be attending it with me Well, on our Twitch account at Forever FanPod? Well, yes, you're going to be there, too. Just making sure I'm invited. We're connected at the hip. Come on. This is true. And just so you know, there is going to be an all-access panel pass. It is absolutely free. You just go to the QFX CloudCon website and sign up. Nice. So we hope to see you there. See in air quotes. Really? Yes. People can't see us, honey. Well, we'll be there on Twitch. All right. So they will see our account flash up in the chat every now and again. So we hope to see you at QFX (laughs) CloudCon. <laughs> I think we've lost our minds. Uh, I'm punchy. But anyway. Not being punchy. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, stay safe, be kind, and remember love always wins. Hangang Samuli. So if you haven't gone over to QFXCloudCon.com, got com? No, dot, dot, com. It's my first day with a new mouth. Are you channeling your inner villain Eve? Villain Eve? Villanelle? <laughs> <laughs> you just did it. We're stopping. We're no, stopping. no, no, no. Yes, yes. Asking she writes you. Everything is about food. Right now, yeah. I'm hungry. Chocolate, anybody? <laughs> <laughs>